0: And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News ninety 95.3 Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. As we told you, man, this is an, a unique election cycle. Very interesting. Got school board candidates always coming onto the show, trying to get on the show. This never happened in my 17-year career. It's never happened. Uh, but we have it now. And joining us in studio now, they're from We the Parents. This is Berrien County, but specifically about Brandywine, the Brandywine District, uh, which my oldest kid used to be in the Brandywine District. So we've got Elaine McKee and Tom Payne. How are you? Great.
1: Good, Casey.
0: All right, get a little bit closer to the microphone. Oh, I, I'm, I'm Here's the thing. Full disclosure, I'm forcing them to share a microphone, so it's probably <laughs> very uncomfortable. But um, thanks for having us, Casey. And, well, we greatly appreciate it. And look, we appreciate it because, you know, this is, again, it's, it's a very unique election cycle. We've had a lot of school board candidates. I've been doing this for 17 years. I've never had a school board candidate even asked to come onto the radio because usually school boards are... It's a little popularity contest, you know, very few people vote in the elections, even when they do show up to vote. And it's usually just kind of like, um, you know, if you know somebody or whoever has the most signs, that sort of thing. COVID changed that. You know, people started to figure out what was happening in the schools, that people like me were not insane and crazy. And now we've got parents all over the country who are getting involved. We've got community activists who are getting involved and people saying, look, enough is enough. We're going to change things. So what, Elaine, let's just start with you. What... Got you to make this decision. Say I have to run for this. We we've got to do. Brandywine was a very good school district when my daughter was there.
1: Yes, it is, and I have five children, two of which have gone through the the um, graduated from Brandywine, three still in. um, We've experienced all the schools there, and um, being an active parent, I have been involved in many things. But really, probably when COVID came along, and really saw the lack of. I would say common sense in a lot of the policies or abiding by mandates that didn't really make sense all the time. Um, And I think you know it's a unique time like you said because it's a unique world that we're living in. There's so many things that are scary for our children in public school um, and we just you know want to be able to provide a safe um, a safe environment where kids and families don't have to worry about what's happening with their children in the school
0: all right tom what about you man what, what got you involved in this
2: you know similar i'm you know my kids are all adults i do have a grandson he lives in south bend but we've been in the Brandywine community for 40 years and um you know listening to your show listening to conservative news and really just being frustrated you know with what's going on in school not only the school but just in our nation alone with critical race theory sexual indoctrination you know just some crazy things that are being taught and you know our kids should be subject to that so instead of being frustrated and complaining you know I you know really thought a lot about it I prayed about it and I thought it was the right thing to do I really want to see schools get back to where we just focus on
0: education and again they're both running in the Brandywine district for school board again this is on the Michigan side of the border in Berrien County Um, so it, there's a poll that came out here. Let's well, survey. It's, it's really not a poll. It's a survey that came out here and we talked about it uh, on the show. I think last week, maybe it was Monday, but I think it might've been Friday. And this survey was done and it showed that like 80% of adults are totally opposed to adult oriented or sexually explicit material being in the classroom for, for elementary school. And then you're like at 73 some odd percent or something like that. High, you know, it's over 60%. It's in the low 70s when it comes to middle school. And yet, that seems to be where they're really pushing this. And there was even just more that was exposed here. Project Veritas just again the other day. Um, so it keeps happening over and over. And, of course, when you say, hey, we don't want sexually explicit material in elementary schools or middle schools or even in high schools, you're labeled as an extremist. And what I always right. find interesting is I don't I don't seem to find a lot of extremists who are running for school board uh, who are you know running to beat incumbents. They all seem to... We want to support teachers. We all want our kids to have a safe learning environment. You know, we're, we're not anti-education at all. We're not going in there and say, burn down the Department of Education. Right. Not that there's anything wrong with <laughs> figuratively getting rid of the Department of Education. But you're always labeled as extremist because you don't want kids to see this type of material. You mentioned critical race theory, Tom, but let's, let's just address the sexually explicit stuff, um, and then we can get into maybe some of the COVID policies like you were talking about, Elaine, as well. So, what is it that you guys have seen in Brandywine that has you really concerned when it comes to that type of content, you know, stuff that's not age appropriate?
2: Well, so far it's been hard to find out exactly what's being taught. I mean, it's really secretive, even for a small school district in Brandywine. I mean, Elaine has kids in school, another uh, um, one of the four candidates that are running with us. She has small uh, kids in school and, you know, they're, they're having a hard time finding out exactly what's being taught and what's, you know, what's being promulgated in the school or in the classroom. So, we're, you know, if it's not Casey, if it's not being taught, certainly, you know, the assumption, safe assumption that it will be. And, and we just want to prevent that. If it's not being taught, we certainly want to prevent it from be- happening.
0: Well, you would assume if it's not being taught, they would go either way to, to alleviate any concerns, right? Right. And Brandywine is, again, it was a great school district when my kid was there, right. you know, a few years ago. And now we're hearing all these same rumors, just like with Penn on the Indiana side of the border and Middlebury and some of these other schools that have great reputations. Um, Elaine, you mentioned things that weren't really making any sense, stuff that seemed to violate common sense when it came. I assuming you're talking about covid policies and some of the other stuff like that. You want to talk about that?
1: Yeah. You know, basically. Yeah, especially at, towards the um, latter parts of COVID, when we still had mandates for masking and quarantining, um, those are some big issues that um, I know personally. I had gone to the superintendent, gone to board meetings to find out why we were doing things, and it was just, you know, too much of um, towing towing the line, I guess you would say, so that um, you know the superintendents in Berrien County were all on the same page instead of looking at their own district specifically and seeing where the numbers were and making some common sense decisions that way. So I think, you know, the four of us that are running together have those common sense approaches to what's going on. If something, uh, you know, CRT or SEL is in our curriculum, we just want to be aware and see where it's coming from and then try to do our best to prevent anything from, um, you know, staying in the curriculum or growing to these Like I said, these scary situations that we hear about.
0: Now In Berrien County, there were some major issues with the school board meetings and how they were conducted. Um, Chief of police got a little handsy with a couple of people, um, got a recording of the chief of police mouthing off. That He's basically doing a judge dread, I am the law sort of a thing. Um, and And I've been pretty disappointed in Mayor Shelton, who I like. Um, but I've been pretty disappointed that he hasn't kind of reined in his police chief with all of this because I haven't seen anybody go into these school board meetings you know, being violent or anything like that. The video that I saw where um, parents were the ones being abused physically, uh, that wasn't because they instigated anything. It was just they were trying to come in. One of them, they tried to come in without a mask. Right. It was that was the whole thing. Um, but you also have I think we still have like there's still a big. Happened last week. There's a big push to to mask in certain schools again, in one state, and it's like even CDC's telling you it didn't work. Right. And we've got everybody now telling you it doesn't work. It doesn't make any sense. All of the data shows that it didn't do anything but cause harm. In the state of Indiana, we ended up finding out that one of the reasons the COVID policies were being kept in place, knowing full well that they were not going to help anybody, was because they were getting federal money. Do you have an indication that that's what was happening on the Michigan side of the border, particularly in the district that you guys are both running in in Brandywine?
1: I'm sure there were you know, funds tied to the, the Esther Easter funds that, mm-hmm. that the schools yeah. got. Um, I can't speak to, to knowing exactly what the schools did get or what they, you know, as far as keeping up mandates or anything like that. But, you know, I will say that it has been, you know, we've been um, welcome at board meetings and been able to speak so Mm -hmm. that's been nice Mm -hmm. um and we really want to try to to just promote that same environment if we get elected to the school board to be able to listen to parents and be willing to um include the um the whole community in what's happening in the school
0: i think a lot of people i'm sorry casey i was gonna say one of the things i think a lot of people in in some of the communities around the country they just haven't felt like they were they were allowed to speak yeah they weren't allowed to be heard and and of course elaine just kind of said we want we want that to be something that happens and she's had a positive experience and that's great that's wonderful but going forward, what are some of the things you want to change in Brandywine? Because it's not just about CRT. It's not just about what's happened during COVID. You know, there's some real concerns with the school district. So what are some things that, that you would be looking at? Tom, I'll let you go first. Yeah,
2: so, you know, right now it's really hard for parents to get access to the curriculum. Everything seems to be really secretive. Um, and, I'm, you know, you can make an assumption as to why, but I think it's a safe assumption that something's being hit. I mean, so we certainly want parents to be able to have access to any and all information on demand. And I think it'd be a simple solution to set something up on the website so they can access it on the website or, you know, just access it on demand when, when they need it or want it. You know, one thing, too, you know, it seems that, um, you know, the current school board is passive. You know, based upon the math, there was no pushback. Um, so we, we really need to challenge the status quo. And if, if we're doing things for, you know, to make sure that we get money, I mean, that's not acceptable in any way, shape or form. I mean, every decision that we make, every direction that we give to a superintendent, you know, any guidance, you know, the, the criteria should be, it's, you know, what's in the best interest of the student. Um, so I think, you know, eliminating that pass, you know, uh, you know, being passive and just accepting whatever the state throws at you or the county throws at you, you know, we got to stand up for the kids and do
0: exactly what is in the best interest of the kids. So, Elaine, sounds like Tom's really concerned with the secretive nature of what's happening there. Schools always have been saying, as long as I've been alive, you know, we want parental involvement. You can't have parental involvement if you don't help with the curriculum so the parent can actually teach at home. What are some other things that you would like to help in the Brandywine School District.
1: Yeah, sure, so I think one of our um, other big goals would be just looking at security within the school district. Um, We've had some positive steps recently. We've had a resource officer added for the district. I think some other, you know, if we were able to have a resource officer for every um, school in the district and other some other um, just basic security um, awareness or um, materials so that we are, you know, in knowing that our students are secure and then I think you know transparency is a big thing so whether we are able to um, share our board meetings via zoom for the community so they can hear what's going on and know when decisions are being made so they can have community input that would be one thing I'd like to see change too.
0: all right so Elaine McKee Tom Payne again running for school board in Berrien County for the Brandywine district how can people learn more about your campaigns and get involved
2: they can go to we the parents, Michigan, or MI.org. Uh, they certainly can feel free to donate, uh, but there's a lot of information about our organization. I mean, it's, it's kind of, not kind of, but one mindset. We want to accomplish the same thing in every school district in, in Bering County. We would su- appreciate the support. I can tell you, Casey, the, the feedback that we're getting in talking to the citizens of Brandywine has been positive. They they are absolutely for protecting the kids, emotionally, physically, and just you know focusing on you know the high standard of education.
0: Elaine.
1: Yeah, I think if, if you have if you know us, reach out to us, talk to us about where we stand and what we want to do for the district. Um, check out our candidate bios on the website that Tom mentioned. And we're happy to answer any questions anyone has.
0: Again, we WeTheParentsMI.org is the website. You can learn more about them. Find the candidates that are in your district, uh, Elaine and Tom, are in the Brandywine district. You're two of four, correct, in the Brandywine, right. who are running yep. right now. And uh, as somebody used to be in the Brandywine district, I can tell you, my families are, are very active in that school district. They're very active. And the fact that they can't get access to curriculum is something that would have concerned me if we were still on that side as well. So Elaine McKee, Tom Payne, thank you so much for your time today. Best of luck in the campaign. Thank you, Thank you, Casey. Casey. All right, really we got appreciate. more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michigan's News Channel.